business owners and executives from around the valley. This is Business Leaders with Lance Cardoza. Good morning and thank you for watching Business Leaders. My name is Lance Cardoza and each and every week right here in the studios at KMPH Fox 26, I bring you a new business leader. While we're talking about business leaders, it's that time of the year that nominations are rolling in for the 40 under 40. If you go to the website 40, the letter U, 40.com, that's 40u40.com and nominate someone that you feel needs to be recognized. Rising stars under the age of 40 right here in Central California. From the High Performance Academy Chief Executive Officer, Chris Wilson, you've held many titles since I've known you. Uh, you've always had an affinity for soccer and athletics, events and everything you do. And you're here uh, talking about the High Performance Academy, also your company, CSA Events. Yep. And we'll talk about that. But uh, talk to me about your passion for sports and athletics and youth because uh, it's been sort of in your blood. Yeah, it has. I mean, thinking back to when I was, you know, growing up, it was, I grew up in, in Fresno. I grew up by the airport, not too far from here, actually. And uh, sports was my outlet. It was my way to, to connect and express myself and to, uh, I loved competition. Uh, yeah. It was something that was always part of me. So uh, growing up, I always knew I wanted to do something sports related. And uh, early on in my career, I got to, to be a coach. And it was one of the most powerful things in my life. I coached at Winchell Elementary School, which is a little school by the, uh, uh, the fairgrounds, and the kids are incredible. And it just it left a lasting impact on my life, and so I always knew I wanted to do something sports-related. Was it the impact you saw in youth? Because you sort of saw that yourself when you saw their faces light up of something cool they're doing and being able to achieve it as a team? Was it? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot to it, but the taking a group of kids who had never played basketball before in a small community that mostly plays soccer all the time yeah. and teaching them how to dribble a basketball all the way into competing later that year in a, in a like big tournament where they were performing well and yeah. looked amazing. There was something that was just captivating about seeing a group of people come together and truly care about each other and kind of sacrifice for each other and, and have a little bit of like the thing that I saw that I loved is there's nothing like the bottom of the ninth inning when your teammates up to bat and maybe you're not. Yeah. And there's nothing more in your life and in your heart than you want that guy to hit a home run and yeah. you to win. Yeah. And uh, I think that's just such an important piece of life. Yeah, and, and in business too. I think it's a success, a very big success with partners in business or just in when you're working with your clients also too. You have that sort of competitive edge but you also want to see your client win. When your client wins, you win. Yep. And that's that, that sports background, a lot of times in business, really helps that team environment. You've seen that with many companies you work yeah. with, I'm sure. Un yeah, unbelievable. I mean, I think it's almost like it's hard sometimes to work with people who aren't athletes. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, it's, it's, uh, there's just a different connection that you can have with people who understand the competition of sport and, and the concept of team. Yeah. Um, and sports often allows you to be humbled uh, many times. And I think it also- Talk to me, because someone watching right now yeah. here on Business Leaders say, how, maybe they didn't play sports. Yeah. What is, it, what is that humbling feeling if you could share that with a viewer? I think uh, we go through life thinking we're really good at things. 
and you, uh, you get onto the field of competition and you all of a sudden learn that there are people much better than you are. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you have can learn to, from them. You have to learn from them. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get better, you have to be open. And one of the most important things, I think, is, is learning how to be criticized and how to take coaching and how to be able to adjust yourself according to those types of, of needs. You know, I think a lot of people can't do really well with harsh criticism and constantly getting yelled at by a coach or corrected by a coach, it builds some of those things into you that you can then absorb in your business career. In my career, I worked at a company called LifeTouch, a school photography company. It was a church directory photography company. And I'll never forget him. His name was Mike Graham. And Mike talked to me about coaching and, and working with your photographers, your sales staff, and everybody else. And he talked about making sure they're prepared to be coached. Mm. You know, that's a process and, and understanding, are they ready to receive coaching? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times everybody's very different. And yeah. they had another gentleman by the name of, you know the name, Terrence Frazier. Oh, yeah. That talked about in business, you have rocks, you have marshmallows, and you have jelly beans. <laughs> and sometimes you have a rock that you can't break through with that person. Yep. And then you have a marshmallow, you put a flame to them, they completely melt. Yep. And a jelly bean, they put on that hard shell, but deep down inside they're soft. So it's that coaching process is very different for those different types of people in business. And it's through doing it, learning it, and being on the field and being on a team, you learn those different personalities. There's as many you have to work with. No question. Especially with youth, too. No question. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's one thing in coaching that you do learn is that all the athletes are different. And some of them, you can be hard on them and, and you can ride them and they'll, they'll respond. Um, and some people just break down when you provide them a little bit of criticism. So I think learning how to deal with each different type of personality. I mean, some people need that nurturing kind of brotherly, fatherly, motherly type of approach that's really caring and compassionate. And some people need to... Yeah. Get a little smack every once in a while. Get fired up. Yeah, don't and I think it's learning that. Not, not smacking, smacking, not smacking. <laughs> not smacking. Back in the day, you could yeah. do that. <laughs> not smacking them. But, but you, you wake, give them a little wake-up call. That's right. And a lot of times, and, and that's, you know, I'm that type. that You know, just get my attention. You mm -hmm. know, I'm there with you, but, you know, get my attention. Because yeah. sometimes you get stuck in the game where you're upset about something and you can't let it go. That's where a good coach comes in and says, chalk that up is behind you. Move forward. Right. You know, we're conquering in front of us. now what we just did. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, uh, in your career in doing this, soccer was always a big passion. I've seen you for the years work with Fuego and, and many different facets of soccer. The soccer bug must have bit you somewhere along the line. When did that happen? You know, it's so fascinating. Um, I played soccer first. Uh, it was the first sport I played from five years old till about 12 years old. And I, I ended up having this pivotal moment in my life where I, ha I was able to transition into Manchester Gate Elementary School here in town. And it, it changed my trajectory forever, but changing schools, I had to give up playing soccer. And I really didn't come back to it until I was working with the Fresno Grizzlies and the Fresno Grizzlies, uh, my department worked with the Fresno Fuego. And uh, the moment that I went out there on the, on the pitch and saw the game and really started to learn it again, I just, I just grew such a passion for it. And th th to me, there's no other sport like it. Um, the fan base is incredible. It, it's, it's family in a way. It's tribal. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful game. And it's funny that you say that it's tribal and because that fan for soccer is on fire and exciting. And, and we'll talk a little more about that. We'll take a short break. 
And when we started the program here, we were talking uh, and introducing Chris Wilson. We were talking about the High Performance Academy. We haven't even talked about that yet. That's coming up next right here on Business Leaders. Make sure you get those nominations in at 4-0, the letter U-4-0 for the 40 under 40. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to Business Leaders. You can catch this episode and other episodes of Business Leaders by going to businessleaders.tv. We'd also like to thank the Fresno Grizzlies and Flooring Liquidators for making this episode possible of Business Leaders. Joining me today, we're talking with Chris Wilson, the Chief Operating Officer for the High Performance Academy. And where is the High Performance Academy and tell me all about it. So we're, we're based on Shields just down the, down the road from, from this station here. And uh, we've kind of been in a few different places over the last couple of years. Uh, uh, part of the company's past is that the company actually helped uh, Terrence over at Granite Park get the, uh, the soccer fields back up and operating. So our owner, okay. Jesus Garcia, um, with his bare hands, worked on getting that turned over from just barren uh, yeah. land into beautiful soccer fields now. So we, they were there for a couple of years. And living uh, with families out there when you go by on the freeway and stuff? It's and beautiful. This, this yeah. was just sitting there. And right. now... Now you see these families out there in just beautiful parks. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's 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 wonderful. Then uh, we moved over to the to Clovis Indoor, which is on Herndon uh, and One Sixty Eight. There's okay. a little kind of industrial area back there, and we currently operate that that indoor center. And then the the kind of the main chunk of what we do is we hire and develop coaches that then go out and work with athletes. Um, we have a big partnership with Fresno Unified School District, where okay. we're hosting numerous camps this summer, this winter, doing after school programs with them. Um, and we also train privates uh, with individuals. We also do big group trainings and we also have youth and adult league at the indoor center. Very interesting. So you're taking and developing coaches because I'm sure there's a need. Yep. There's a, you know, as, as we see a shortage of nurses or a shortage of uh, different uh, staffing positions. I know teachers are a shortage and I'm sure coaches it's even harder to fulfill those needs. Is that something that is currently happening? You know, it, it is. There's a big shortage in coaching. And I think one of the things that we want to try to change is we want to make coaching a true profession. Um, when you get to the highest level of coaching, you can make some, some good earnings. Uh, but at the lower levels and at the youth levels, it's very tough to get by. So it's hard to recruit really high level, highly experienced people to be uh, coaching our youth, which, as I believe, is one of the most important jobs in America, are the coaches. I mean, as I look back at my past, I mean, and there were there were more coaches that deeply impacted my life mm -hmm. than really any other se segment of people, you know, aside from my family. And there is a current shortage uh, of coaches, but also post-COVID, the school districts have been able to secure funding to get kids moving around, get kids doing different activities, and there's funding out there that's allowing for some alternative forms of education through summer camps, through winter camps, through after school programs yeah. that allow students to embark on a different style of education, which I really feel strongly about because uh, I, I, I excelled at school, but I didn't really enjoy being in there. I was ADHD. I wanted to be out on the field. I wanted to keep my hands on. Yeah. Um, and, and there are some kids that never grasped that classroom mm -hmm. setting. And so we want to provide an opportunity for some of, of those kids who may not do well in that setting to still be at school and have something that they really excel at, which could be sports, which could be all these different things. And camps. they look forward to it. They look forward to it. 100%. It keeps them engaged. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to it also, too, when it keeps their mind active. Like you said, ADHD, you're frustrated with being there, but if you can have an outlet to mm -hmm. it and do uh, something you love, and a lot of times, too, it keeps you busy. And I think a lot of times with youth, 
you know, keeping them busy is one of the hardest things that a parent has to worry about. That, yeah, that, that 100%. And I also think, as we saw over these last couple of years, um, our, our fitness level has to do with our overall health. And that starts at a very young age. And if you can build that from into a lifelong experience where mm -hmm. being fit, being healthy, exercising on a daily basis is just part of your routine, I think we can make huge strides in the classroom and, and overall in our country. Beautiful. So these programs that you're offering from the High Performance Academy, uh, how, when did these start? Did they start just here recently or when? How yeah, you so this, this past winter, we hosted yeah. four soccer camps for Fresno Unified. This summer, we're hosting four more. One of the big, really exciting ones is actually happening with a partnership with Wild Water Adventures. Okay. Um, we're actually going out there. They, they built out a whole big grass complex area for us uh, where we're going to be having nearly 500 Fresno Unified students out there doing a bunch of different types of sports activities all throughout the day and also doing water safety. That's a big thing yeah. uh, around this area. There's a lot of drownings that take place every mm -hmm. year and a lot of them happen in backyard pools. Yeah. Um, so just teaching some simplistic basic water safety and how to kind of save yourself um, is going to be part of this camp as well. So not only are they doing soccer, but they're also going to learn some life, lifelong lessons. Lifelong lessons. They so in doing this, you must be sort of in heaven because this is what you always have wanted to do. And I know you've worked in sports and done this stuff, but mm -hmm. to be able to go back and help youth mm -hmm. and be able to be funded to do it properly, because mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. There's right. a lot of times, you said with a coach, a lot of times they're volunteering their time, mm -hmm. you know, and they don't have any coaching for themselves. Mm -hmm. So to have a program like this is exceptional. So. What, is, what does it do for you to, to see that, hey, we've created this, we've put this together? It, it makes me really proud. I mean, for, for me, it's, I started off as a, as a coach, you know, as I was a college student working through my career and, and it evolved. And now being able to kind of come back and, and lead the next generation of young coaches that are going to impact, it's, it, it's, it's, it, it makes a lot, you know, it's pride. You have a lot of pride mm -hmm. in, in what you're doing. You feel like you're doing the right thing. Um, you feel like you feel fulfilled in a, in, a, in a way to be able to give back and to see the other people around you really excel, you know. Excel with it. Do you see that uh, in with what you guys are doing that there's more and more schools that are interested in putting together programs like this as well? Definitely. The, I mean, we have constantly have new school districts reaching out to us every day. We, we want to grow. We're growing at a rapid pace, mm -hmm. um, but we want to do it effectively. We, yeah. we do not want to go into a new school district and not be able to deliver on, on our promise of, of making a difference. So uh, yeah, every day we have new ones reaching out. Reaching out all the time. So Lee, uh, we'll talk about your business, which is a CSA events. When mm -hmm. we return, I've worked with you on some many uh, concerts and yes. different events over the years. And we'll be talking about that when we return right here with Business Leaders. Also, Chris Wilson is a former 40 under 40. So make sure you get your nomination in at 40theletteru40.com. Welcome back to Business Leaders. If you'd like to get Business Leaders on podcast, wherever you get your podcast, go to Business Leaders with Lance. That's Business Leaders with Lance and listen to the podcast this episode and other episodes by getting wherever you 
download your podcast, right? There so it shows you how right. technically Spotify. Uh, I use Spotify. Spotify, use Spotify. Yeah. Well, you can listen to your show on Spotify. <laughs> Great, we'll do. <laughs> on there. Chris Wilson, the chief exec or chief operating officer of High Performance Academy. Also, you're the principal and with other partners mm -hmm. with CSA Events. Yes. Tell us about CSA Events. Yeah, I mean, um, it was all born out of my better half, Andrea Andrade. She came up with the concept of, you know, I had worked for years in, in sports and I had ran Chickchancy Park uh, and a couple other venues throughout the state and, and gained this incredible experience of working with promoters and concerts and special events and designing the, the, the event itself. Yeah. Um, and so being able to go out and utilize our network and, and Andrea came from TV, news, radio, um, she did promo. She did so many different things within it. We, we were able to kind of combine forces and go out and begin consulting for different groups. We consulted for promoters. We consulted for stadiums and venues yeah. across the country. And we were blessed enough to get the opportunity to work with Chris Santian, David Valdivia, Edgar Munoz, that put on these really large-scale concerts that take place at Chickchancy Park. I think a lot of people, especially maybe in the English market, yeah. are unaware of them. And they are the largest concerts that take place between Sacramento and basically L.A. Incredible. Um, 21,000 people in, in May for Peso Pluma. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, not these to are forget incredible. Derek Franks. Derek Franks. President of the Grizzlies. Has uh, been exceptional. The yep. home of... Taco truck throwdown. That's right. We just had tequila. Tequila fest, fest we just so had. I yeah. know you cut your teeth on a lot of those taco truck throwdowns. I did. Yeah, I did. It was such a blessing to get to work for the Fresno Grizzlies and to get to work for Derek. Yeah. Um, I always think back at you know trying to find mentors uh, and, mm. and people that you can really people that lead by example and that you can model your behavior after. And Derek was that person. For me, yeah. um, and, and someone who just ran a clean operation, was on top of things, was very compassionate and a great leader. And uh, I have a lot of appreciation for Derek. Awesome. So Chris Santia, we're talking about some of those really large concerts. And a bit of advice, because people think about that. That's a big undertaking. And you're back there and a lot of pressure is on you. How do you deal with that pressure? How do you, how do you, as I tell people at times, you have to sometimes focus on what's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. You can't be scattered. Yep. You have to conquer the mountain. What, what do you do when you get into those pressure situations and everything's falling apart at that moment, but nobody knows it, but you got to make decisions? Yeah. Wow. Good question. Um, I think keeping a level head is the most important thing. I think trying to think of objectively, um, remove your emotion for a second and just what needs to get done. Yeah. Uh, that's constantly what I'm thinking is just what needs to happen to solve this problem. And I've always come at things with a customer service mentality, you know, and sometimes people come at me aggressively. Yeah. But I, I want like like customer service right. and retail. Same thing. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. So it's just how can I be helpful and how can I solve this problem? And there's a solution to everything. Yeah, exactly. And I always explain to people, too, especially in that business, we're not in an emergency room. We're not saving lives. Yep. Right now, a lot of people don't even know what's happening, mm -hmm. except for you and I, mm -hmm. and we need to fix this. And, and, and when I say you assume all events have problems, a lot of times they don't, and it runs smoothly. But it's when you least expect it, the simplest thing could go wrong. Oh, yeah. So you always have to be ready. Uh, so a lot of the consulting and everything you're doing with promoters and venues and, and doing that through CSA events... Uh, you go over a lot of things like that in mm -hmm. the process, correct? Yeah, I mean, being able to, the beautiful thing of working with the Grizzlies for a long time is I built a great network throughout the country uh, of all these other sports teams that um, that host events, special events, and many of them, surprisingly, don't host concerts. 
So this concept that was brought up by Chris Santillan in this group um, to be able to do you know, baseball stadium concerts is kind of a newer concept, especially in that genre of music. But we've been able to take that model now and with Tequila Fest and some of these other concerts that we're doing, take them around the country and really build a nice model that a venue can be comfortable with. Because that, that's the problem a lot of times is these stadiums have never run that type of event before. They're not familiar with a concert. Mm -hmm. They're familiar with a baseball game. Yeah. So being able to add that comfort to them that a group can come in and make sure that the event's gonna run properly is, is a big help for them. Absolutely. So that's where we've fit in really well and it's been a good fit because often, as you know, um, promoters wanna deal with the artists and the stage. They don't wanna deal with really anything else, security, food, mm -hmm. parking. Yeah. Um, so we've found a good niche to be able to kind of gel all those things together. We'd be remiss to say um, our, our company, Capital International, brought Tequila Fest and mm -hmm. you worked on that one and you're a partner in a show down the road yep. that has that same lineup that was here in Fresno with T.I. and Rick Ross and Little John, an event in Stockton at a ballpark. Yep. Uh, talk to me about that and that one's Tacos and Tequila Fest, another one that we brought it's, it's, to the group. I, I love the concept. Um, it's a throwback kind of thing. I grew up listening to T.I. and Rick Ross and Lil Jon, and it's, it, it's nostalgic in a way, but to also bring it home to the valley um, and to add a little flair to it with tacos and tequila, it makes it, makes it a really enjoyable day. Um, Stockton has a beautiful single-A stadium. It's right on the water. Banner Island yeah, Ballpark? Yeah, Banner Island Ballpark. Uh, it'll cool. happen on September 9th, so if you missed it here in Fresno, make sure that you come up yeah. uh, and see us in Stockton. But I think it's going to be a beautiful event on a, on a gorgeous night. The incredible event and the tickets for that event, I was told, is at tacostequilastockton.com. Correct. I think go get tickets. Any final thought? No, just uh, just thank you so much for ha having us on. And, you know, I, I was blessed enough to be on the 40 Under 40, and that was such an impactful moment from, for my life and, and my career and, and my family. So thank you for that. We really appreciate it. Chris, it was a pleasure. Always wanted to have you on the show, so I'm glad uh, we finally got it done. And thank you for joining us every Tuesday morning at 11, right here on KMPH Fox 26 for another edition of Business Leaders.